Hey, it's Johnny Jet. Welcome back to my podcast YouTube channel. And today we have Park Ranger John from parkrangerjohn.com. And he's also married to Tammy Lee, who I've interviewed before. So, John, thank you for taking the time. And uh, by the way, we're, you guys are based in Washington State, correct? That's correct. And are you still a park ranger? I, I've since retired. I've put in over 20 years with, uh, with Washington State Parks. Wow. So have you, you've been to a lot more than just Washington State Parks, correct? Yes. I spend a lot of time focusing right now, going to a lot of the national parks. Uh, been to 400 or 240 of the 423 sites. How many are there? There's a total of 423 sites as of right now. Wow. So, and, uh, and then there's all the state parks, local parks too. So there's always something to go see. Yeah. So is that your goal to hit every single one? Oh, Absolutely. And, is there, and do you have a favorite? I mean, I assume the one that you worked in, which one was that? Can you say that, by the way? Well, I worked in several of them. Uh, you know, my first one I was a little partial to is uh, Lake Easton. A lot of fun there. It was up on top of Stoquami Pass in Washington State. Going over to Interstate 90, everybody's pretty familiar with that area. Yeah. And is there uh, one that you really want to go to that you haven't been to? Oh, uh, Kodiak or... Uh, Really? Katmai is my big one I really want to go see. I want to it, go see the bears. In Alaska. Yeah. And have you been to uh, Volcanoes National Park in Hawaii? I have. And how'd yep. you like that one? I really enjoyed it. Got to see some of the lava at night. It was uh, pretty spectacular. Uh, I got to do the lava tube, do a little bit of everything there. It's a really fun park. Yeah, I've, I've been fortunate to go to that one. I don't know how many parks I've been to, but definitely not even near as many as you. But it seems like this year national parks are really taking, you know, you know, getting front and center news. Is it true? Does it seem like they're busier than they've ever been because of the pandemic? You know, that's not hurting. You know, it also it, uh, kind of started a little bit when uh, the national parks had their centennial a few years ago. You know, they had the, the big centennial push and, uh, you know, the promotions and everything just went exceedingly well. And uh, there's been just a big growth going in. Um, and then with the pandemic as well, I think people are trying to reach out to the parks, go somewhere a little more local and, uh, and, and you know, they don't have to fly somewhere or something like that. I mean, sure. I think you look on the road and everywhere you see right now is an RV. So. Is it? <laughs> and have you ever driven an RV, by the way? I have. Um, how's that? It, it, some people like it more than others. <laughs> They're good to use for vacation. I wouldn't want to live in one personally, but, uh, of course I've lived in the park. So, I mean, I, I would prefer to be in a park. So, and so what is your number one tip for people going to parks this year? This year, uh, I, you know, the biggest thing I would say is this year you really have to plan ahead. Uh, several parks now are requiring ticketed entry, uh, like Rocky Mountain, um, Yosemite. They're just getting busier and busier. Um, uh, Grand Canyon, you have to use a shuttle service. So does Zion, uh, Bryce Canyon, and several of those places are getting filled up by eight, nine o'clock in the morning now. They're really popular parks. Yeah. So, um, and then everybody wants to go at the same time as well. You know, you go the months of June through September, June through August, you're going to be at the busiest time. And the weekends, holidays, always the busiest part. 
church. Right. So if you don't want to go to the big ones, go to it, go to not those times if you can. <laughs> I see. So, I mean, and there's a lot of smaller parks that people don't really know about. I didn't know about the park that you worked in. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then we've got several parks. Not all parks are just for recreation, for going for a hike. Uh, you've got national historic sites, national monuments. You can learn all about civil rights. You can learn about uh, 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 women's suffrage. You can work. There's all kinds of history in the United States. There's several trails. Yeah, all kinds of great information you can learn from national parks. Right, and they have a new app this year too. Correct? Where you where they're all in one. Yeah, they've got a new app. I haven't used. I used the older app, and I thought it was a little more cumbersome. So I'm not sure how the new app is working yet. Well, I heard the new one that you can now, um, you know, you can have every single park guide in their app as well. Obviously, people want to go to your website, but for the research right. in advance. But when you're at the park, it sounds like a good idea is to download the National Parks Service app, and you know, and that could be really important this year. Uh, I mean. One thing that I've noticed about going to the parks since COVID has hit is that uh, a lot of the visitor centers are closed and it's got set limited staffing into visitor centers. So it can be a little bit harder to get a park brochure or a map, trail map or something like that. So you, visitors need to be a little bit more prepared when they come now. Right. And do, I mean, are the opening times different for every park, I assume, or is it all like every national park opens at 8 a.m. or whatever it is? No, each, uh, each one of them could be different. In fact, some of them are closed certain days of the week. Some of your smaller historic sites and stuff like that, they may be closed like Sunday, Monday, while uh, some of your big national parks are open 24 hours a day. Open 24? Yes. So, I mean, for the people who, you know, want to go to these big parks but have not made reservations, is it still worth it for them to even try to get into I mean, should they, you know, line up early in the morning or, or, or can they you walk in? Uh, and this is where you need to do a little research because uh, some places you've got to be aware. If you go to White Sands National Park, they also have the White Sands Missile Silo or Missile Range down there. And they can have the road closed off to that for certain times and they close the park. Um, now going to Glacier, going to Sun Road, you have to have a ticket to go over to go into Sun Road. So if you just show up, you may not get to do some of the key things that you want to do in those areas. And uh, I, we just drove by Arches a month ago, and God, we drove by on a late afternoon. In the even in late afternoon, the line was all the way out to the highway. I mean, we're talking; it must have been an hour or two wait just to get into the park. And but they will get in. Will they get in? Uh, eventually. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I assume promise. it depends on people coming out. Yeah, it depends on people going out. Arches has uh, been one of the parks. I remember going 30 years ago, and I'd do a hike in Arches, and I'd be the only one on the trail. And now you, you, you go to Arches, and you go somewhere like Delicate Arch, and it looks like ants going up a hill. There's so many people wanting to go on that hike. And they've expanded the parking lot, expanded the parking lot. But when do you do you just keep expanding? I mean, you can only expand so much before you start degrading your resources and stuff too. And, and that's credit what that. Sorry. And do, you, do you credit that to like Instagram people posting these beautiful pictures of arches and. Oh, you know, I, I do think that uh, social media has been a big impact, especially in some of the parks in the Southwest. I mean, uh, a lot of people never knew what upper antelope Canyon was 30 years ago. And now you, you're fighting just to even get in. 
And is yeah. it mostly younger people because it's social media or is it all ages? All ages, all ages. Uh, but uh, you see the difference in what people used to take photos, but that's about it. <laughs> and, and does it seem like people are, you know, what's the word? A little bit more stupid than, than, than the previous. I mean, you're reading about, and I just read about it a couple of days ago. I mean, a, a woman died at Arches. It seems like all these people are like going over the barriers and trying to get the, the best Instagram picture or the riskiest one and doing stupid things. And, That's uh, a real problem, actually. You, see, you do see people. Um, it, it, it's not being stupid. It's being careless. That's a good word. Thank and, you. And willing to take a risk of doing something they shouldn't. And, uh, you know, being worried about one photograph. I mean, one photograph is just uh, one instant in time. But, you know, not only they're being a risk to themselves, but they're, you know, damaging resources and stuff like that, which is for future generations, too. Right. And do you know if numbers are up, like, you know, more people are dying or getting hurt because they're doing stupid things or careless things? I, I, you know, I, I know there was actual numbers of a uh, uh, number of deaths of Instagram photos. I mean, because people are not paying attention. I, I know I've actually had, um, right before I retired, a, a response of somebody fell off a cliff, almost 200 foot cliff, trying to take a selfie. They just put their back to a, a solid cliff and just fell right off the back. I assume they didn't survive. No, not 200 feet. And, and you got to go pick up these people? Yeah, well, it de <laughs> it depends on if you're on the incident, you know, search and rescue or whatever. But, you know, we do have, you know, there's multiple different agency response. It's a big, it's a big uh, endeavor to do something like that, too. I mean, you have to have safety in mind and everything. And, and can they get there pretty quick? I mean, the, the, you know, rescue Some of these places, no. I mean, I've, I've actually had where, you know, doing enforcement for 30, uh, for 20 years is um, I call for backup and they'd be like, we don't have backup for you. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at some of these areas and busy times. I mean, it can be difficult to get, you know, even just help. So, I mean, do helicopters come in? Will they, will they? <clears throat> There's a possibility of that too. Yeah. Especially for medical stuff. But, right. um, you know, I mean, it can, you, when you're out in the woods, just your responsibility for your own personal safety. You should, everybody should always bring the 10 essentials. I've got that on my website and I preach it. I mean, I've even had to use it myself because I've even misplaced myself. You should bring 10 essentials? The 10 essentials. What are what are a couple of them so we don't give away the farm? Uh, well, you, everybody should carry a uh, knife. Uh, uh, should have a, um, a compass with them, a map with them where they're going. Always very important things to have with you. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you know, I was just in um, Palm Desert or somewhere, and I saw a sign saying, you know, the cell phones will not work after this point. I think in a oh, lot of these national parks, people don't realize their cell phone will not work. No, cell phones won't work. Uh, people have GPS units, and they think they've got a, you know, like a free ride home with a GPS unit. You get, especially in the Southwest, where you get slot canyons and stuff like that. You, you know, the satellites can't reach the, um, up into the sky well. It, you know, if they have a blocked view of the sky, they don't work at all. Well, so, so but is there a good app, by the way, that you would that you do recommend for, um, you know, GPS or so, you know, at least you can find your way back out if if I mean, because some of them, some parks, they should work. I think the best thing that somebody could learn is learn how to use a compass and a map. The old school way is, uh, you know, and maybe that's the Boy Scout in me from back in the day. You know, I mean, if you can read a map and you can read a compass, you can get yourself out of it. 
Okay, that's good to and, know. Uh, GPS are they're nice, fun, they're nice toys, but you know nothing like the old school. You can always count on a map and a compass. Right. And do you have any like self-driving audio or hiking tours that you use or recommend or have on your site even? Uh, I don't have any audio tours yet. Um, I haven't worked on that. We do have some videos of parks we've been to, but you know, we haven't done any of that. And do you ever use any other ones? Like I haven't. Okay. I haven't. You know, and personally, I like to, when I do a lot of articles, I like to show a lot of the trail or do something like that. I don't like to give away the farm though. Right. Uh, you know, I want when somebody goes there, they still have that aha moment. I, I understand. I don't want to give everything away. You know, a lot of times when I'd go to a new country, you know, I used to always buy a, a guidebook and read it on the plane. But then I started, you know, just reading like how to get to, you know, the city center or wherever I was going. And then I didn't want to read about the other except the history. Um, right. Just so I wouldn't I would be surprised and I would be able to make my own judgment and things like that. Absolutely. And I, w I want them to have that moment of self-discovery too, or, you know, you're just going there again to what, do an Instagram photo or, you know, and I'm seeing more and more people coming out with their Instagram photos. Now it's like the new thing to do in a national park, I think is to do the Instagram yeah. shot. <laughs> and do you do that? Do you do, do you use Instagram a lot? Uh, you know, I do some, but I've been focused mostly on my, uh, my own website, Park Ranger John. Gotcha. And how about um, any park safety tips? I, you know, that that you, anything else that you would recommend? I mean, yeah, obviously the water. Things, uh, there's never you always carry plenty of water, especially in the desert. We're all getting into summertime. Um, one of the things I always like to really preach for people is uh, we're getting into the you know where everybody's wanting to go camping and they want to have a campfire. Now I know your fire restrictions this time of year. It's always good to know. Always use a designated fire pit and um, try to buy the firewood where you're at. And this might sound silly to a lot of people, but um, the, one of the biggest ways that uh, invasive species like bugs and uh, disease gets transported is people taking firewood from their home, driving across country, and then, you know, you know, to save a few dollars on firewood, but they're transporting disease bugs around. So do they do they try and block that when you when you go through the um, entrance? I mean, do they ask? They should. Well, yeah, it, it's hard to tell sometimes, but you know, people are always you know, there's always somebody's wanting to try to save ten dollars, but right. you know, but just you know, it's one of the things where I think most people are much more understanding if they just know why, right? And uh, knowing that it's such a big problem, like uh, you know, with transportation and insect disease that it makes sense and people want to follow the rules then. Right. I mean, I, I see it all the time in, in, not in parks, but in other, other ways. They just, I don't know. People are, people, some people are just are selfish or, or, or weird. Well, a lot of times people, they, if you just give them an explanation why they understand and then they want to follow the rules. So. Yeah, that's true. They're just don't know. And, you know, I'm constantly learning. I mean, every day I'm learning something. So absolutely. I, I think that's important where, you know, so, so can, do you recommend when people go to a park, you know, if the, if the, um, you know, the guide center is open, can you hire a guide? Can people hire people like you to do private tours or anything like that? You know, you get into a lot of the big national parks. Now you can find guides for many of the things right now. Um, you can find uh, photo guides, Fishing guides, that's become a pretty popular thing. Uh, floating trips, 
Uh, now, if you're looking for something like the Grand Canyon, you're not just going to go walk up and get a floating trip to Grand Canyon that weekend, you know. There, there's quite the wait for that. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you go to a lot of the parks now, and there's a lot, a lot of resources. Now, this is one of the things I'm really trying to start to expand once I get a little further on my site is not just talking about the parks, but how the importance of how the local communities and you know they revolve around the parks as well. You know, a lot of them have four wheel drive tours. Some of them will have wildlife tours. Some of them, you know, I mean, they're just as invested in the park as we are. Right. And so, and when you go to parks, I mean, do you typically, you know, find the lodging that's in the park or do you, do you, do you camp or do you get a hotel outside? I do a little bit of everything. Now I'm a, I'm a big fan of the national park lodges. I, I kind of geek out about this. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I love the National Park Lodges and the history behind them. I love the old architecture style architectures within them. Uh, when I start seeing things like the wavy glass from the old glass and the old, you know, principles of historic preservation, we start looking into. I geek out. You can ask Tammy Lee that I get excited and uh, I start running around like a kid in a candy store. I think it's the coolest stuff in the world. And which one is your favorite lodge? My, oh man, favorite lodge. The one in Yosemite uh, or the one in uh, Grand Canyon? I can't remember their names, but. I've stayed at El Tavar in uh, Grand Canyon. That's an amazing lodge. Um, I think my favorite staying at, oh man. Uh, that's a tough one. Okay. I, you know, I really like the one up in uh, right off of Lake McDonald. In, uh, Which Glacier, one? Which lake? Which lake? The Inn at Apgar. It's called the Inn at Apgar. Okay. And uh, it, it's not the most decorated, not the, you know, one of the tier one lodges. I mean, I've been at Crater Lake Lodge where you are overlooking Crater Lake. And it's an amazing lodge too. But it, it's simple, basic, and you have this incredible view of Lake McDonald and Glacier. Right. The Inn at Apgar. Or a village Inn at Apgar. Probably my favorite one in all the park system. Cool. And do you ever go to parks in other countries and especially Canada? Uh, you know, I have a little bit, I need to explore more that way, but uh, definitely I want to see more of the um, international scene as well. Have you been to Banff? I have not. Okay. And I've I can't believe I'm saying that because I live in Washington state. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, when they, when they open up the border, I think it's time for you guys to go. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, did I miss anything? I think I, I asked all the questions I I had, but. You, you know, one thing I, I'd really mention this year too is, you know, a lot of people are road tripping this year, you know, and that's really how they're getting to the parks. You know, we're, the, you know, there's still some COVID restrictions in places. And, and me and Tammy just got back from a big national park road trip. And probably one of the hardest things that we've seen is little things like trying to find a restroom. Believe it or not, you know, they'd be some of the rest areas that's closed. Then we'd turn around and go to a gas or go to a group or um, like a restaurant or something. You know, usually people go by, you know, certain restaurants and, you know, right. stop in, you know, get a hamburger and a, you know, bathroom break. And, but a lot of them are only open for drive through now. Wow. So, that's uh, you know, we found even some uh, gas stations, you know, it was just only gas only or something. So, really? especially in some remote areas. So it, it can be a challenge. I mean, I can tell you that, uh, it, it was uh, 
really happy to see a few gas stations along so our way. Bring a porta potty. <laughs> you so, might, you so, might want to tow a porta potty. Yeah, almost. Or, or hitchhike like an RV. Ask some RV. Hey, I, I don't want to ride. I just want to ride your toilet. That you know, <laughs> there's something to be said for RV this year. <laughs> and uh, and then I'd also pack a little. Always, I always tell people to pack a little toilet paper with them. I've been to some outhouses and they're really getting used hard right now because, especially with the, uh, you know, places being closed. This is the first one I've seen in a hundred miles. You know, there might not be toilet paper in there, so that, that that can save yourself in a in a jam. That's a good tip. Um, very good tip. I mean, I'm sure last year when the toilet paper was a huge shortage too, people were just snagging it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So yeah. So I always carry certain things in my car like that, little hand sanitizer, extra thing of toilet paper, flashlight, a few little things like that. It, it definitely is a big help on the road trip. One of my buddy, one of my buddies carries a portable bidet. Really? Which is interesting. So you don't need toilet paper, and um, you know, you know, eco friendly and probably the way of the future. Yeah, no kidding. That's great. So, anyway, it's something you can put on your website. There you go. Well, John, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, for more information, people can follow you at parkrangerjohn.com. Actually, what's, what's your handle for Instagram? Or Same thing, parkrangerjohn. Okay. Same thing for Instagram, Facebook, you bet. Well, you got a good name. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and Facebook's probably my most active group that we stay very involved in. Okay. Well, I know yeah. Tammy Lee is a, a Pinterest wizard, so... Right, I'm right. Sure you do pretty well there too. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got a, st a lot of stuff on Pinterest too. So. All right. Well, John, thank you very much for your time. And uh, everyone, follow him and follow my, uh, subscribe to my uh, podcast and uh, YouTube channel. Excellent. All right, John, take care. You as well. All right.